My first internship was with the um, the Roanoke Express hockey team, you know, and, and it was unpaid. My point is simply you need to go get get experience yeah. when and wherever you possibly can. So I worked with the radio guys. So we so I was able to do call the games if you know as a as a student, right? And interview the players and, and all that and it was a it was a blast. I mean, I didn't get paid a dime, but that experience is what matters, you know, and there was a day that it was a there was a mascot game in between the first and second period. And I walked in the office and they had an Oreo cookie costume for me to wear. They said, You're playing in the game tonight. <laughs> so I, I had to wear a big cookie and these big pillow shoes and go out on the ice and get checked and, and pushed all over by the other. <laughs> I mean, the, the hokey bird was there. The, the, the rapper Highlander was there. All, all these other mascots. And, I'm just, and, and then when it's over, you walk up and down the stands and little kids just want to kick you and punch you. You know, <laughs> the, the joys of being the Oreo mascot. <laughs> we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I'm Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And uh, today, Mike, we are again on Param Road. I feel like we are. We've been over here our, a lot the past couple I months. Feel like we are making this our home, yeah, away let's from move home. our office over here. Doing a lot of Henrico. <laughs> or at least County, put it in the middle. <laughs> doing a lot of Henrico County uh, government-themed episodes, and we got another guest. Uh, for you here as well but first before i get to them i gotta remind you check us out facebook instagram tiktok twitter linkedin all at the handle henrico cte henrico cte.com for information about courses we offer your student here inside of henrico county and also gotta mention the life ready expo right life ready expo coming up october 18th from 6 p.m to 8 p.m 6th through 12th grade students will have the opportunity to explore a variety of careers from different career pathways that's the life ready expo october 18th at 6 p.m. Are you coming? Hermitage High School. Please come out. We got professionals from all kind, all walks of life. All 17 career paths. If you don't know what a career cluster is, go to HenricoCTE.com. Mike's got you covered. I got you covered. He you made can find a out why. Really good career pathway page. So go check that out from Mike. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at all of your major podcast apps and the majority of your minor ones. So look us up, like and subscribe. We got four years of content, pushing 90 shows. So. Get in there and start streaming. Do a little bit of uh, catching up if you haven't listened to us before. And we always have professionals on to talk to you about their careers, what they're doing. Well, somebody's got to be a professional life. in the room. Yeah, you know, it's, it's certainly not us. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. Or if we are professionals, we don't show it. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get to the show. I got to be serious. I'm doing the real adult job here today. Okay, but like I mentioned before, we've been doing a whole bunch of different Henrico County government yeah themed episodes right we talked to Car- uh carrie Tretina, chief of staff uh, to the henrico county manager Stephen yab was the last episode mm-hmm. and deputy county manager for community op- community operations and you know funny thing about the Stephen yab uh, episode right we recorded the episode and then i got an email from our high-tech academy teacher high-tech academy our engineering program she said hey we'll have a guest speaker here today to talk to us an engineer and I come through the door. Guess who it is? Mr. Yob. And Mr. Yob. So I, I, I recorded him on video and then, well, audio first, then video cool. following that. But today, drum roll, please. <laughs> so today we are speaking with Director of Public Relations and Media Services for Henrico County, Mr. Ben Shepard. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. 
thank you for spending some time. We're actually here inside of HCTV, Henrico County TV. The facilities here, those folks, you got to check them out. They got some really good documentaries. They, they we are spent a lot of in. years working on documentaries, his, history documentaries, biographies, things around here. Uh, and they're great. And I always always say I love them because nobody else is doing them. You know, it's Henrico history. It's Henrico bi- biographies, things that we can put the time and effort into. So. Um, what 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 all do you do over here? So the video side that. has has changed a lot over the last I'm going to say four or five years since I, I stepped into the director role. We we really were being asked to do a lot more of the short form social media, just like everyone else. You know, yeah. what I mean, we we focused on for for years. We focused on documentary work, and we I mean, we have some of the best producers around. I mean, I'll put them up against anybody, Emmy award winning producers here that that do documentary work, and they all were very very grateful and and move forward, and we're all doing. Shorter form videos, you know, we're, we're doing events and we're doing, hey, here's what the uh, services and things you need to know about. Uh, and we're getting them out on the Facebook, Twitter, all that sort of thing. Instead of instead of putting our main focus on the cable channel, right. which is the rest of the world is doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where the market's going, isn't it? If we're talking about uh, just information in general, it's certainly leaning and trending more towards social media. But before we get to your life uh, as far as work. Let's talk about that Winfrey Road project. So if you're, unf- if you're unfamiliar, we had a couple students out there working on this project. Uh, we call it the Winfrey Project because it's on Winfrey Road. Mm-hmm. And the students were, were helping with renovations there. And uh, did you get a chance to go out there and see the house before it was renovated? I did. We had an event out there before the road was finished, uh, live events, media events. And, um, you know, since we're so heavily involved, I got to spend some time out there during setup and after breaking down and things like that. I knew that the house belonged to the county and i went over there uh, with one of the other producers here and i said like, let's, let's check this place out and we walked around and got got to see everything on the inside as far as um the shape it was in and i mean looks nothing like it does now for well, sure now what was the what's the background on that house it did henrico acquire it because of the road extension that was so, going on yes so the woodman road extension that's right there county had to buy up some property obviously to, to get that road put in now H.H. H. Hunt was was doing the River Mill development, and, and they ended up working the deal out with the, with the county to really save the county a lot of money putting the road in. But uh, they did need the property for that, so that was just one of the, the homes. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think the home had been purchased by by someone who was renovating it at the time. At the time, so I think it, it was yeah, only like a lot of it had some renovation oh, yeah. into it. Yeah. So I mean, no, yeah, I think it was in the early phases. I think they were yeah. still ripping things out, and then the county bought it, uh, and then it was just sitting there for a while. So I, I know at some point. Uh, the county decided, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and get this place livable again. So, yeah, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to be able to rent it here for a month at this point. But there you go. <laughs> I got I got a one-year lease for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's narrow it down, like, comparison versus what it was to how sure. it is now. Sure. I mean, it's livable, obviously. I remember walking in the back door. So the, so the back door didn't close. So it was kind of jammed shut, but it wasn't closed. So we walked in, me and uh, Dave, who uh, who works here, we walked in and, First thing you see is the basement, and we open the door, and it's cobwebs. Oh, no. <laughs> and and it looks like the next Saw movie is going to be filmed yeah. down there, right? So, <laughs> so, so we open it. We're not going down there. Let's just walk around a little bit. And we, we walked around upstairs real quick and kind of looked around, and the floor, one of the things that you noticed was, was good hardwood there, but there was a lot of spots in it that were, were beat up and things. And you you name it, that house needed it, needed it to be you know a facelift inside and out. So you name it, it, it needed it. Paint, floor fixtures the kitchen was had, like i said it, they, they were whoever had had owned it i guess planning to renovate it because they had ripped out everything in the kitchen mm-hmm. yeah i mean yep. everything it was everything it was just gone. an empty shell so, so so versus now like what we got going on in that, in that now you've now. got now like you a, a model home now like you walk in and everything is i mean it's it's new it's 
I mean, from the appliances, the countertop, the cabinets, uh, the floor has been redone, all of the paint, everything in there, bathrooms, it's got, it's got two and a half bathrooms in there. I mean, everything is just brand new and it's all, it's all shining. It's nice. You know, it's, it's in a great spot. A lot better than it was. The paint's not peeling, you know. <laughs> so, I will say. What you do with the basement, though? Did you turn into a man cave? So, like, so, <laughs> not quite yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's um, what I was thinking when I walked in. I was like, oh, this would be a perfect, like, little. I have gotten up the nerve cave. to walk down there, though. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they cleaned out the cobwebs. When it they was did. clear when I went down there. <laughs> they did. And the basement's an amazing space. It's huge down there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've got right now, just moving in a month ago, I've got boxes and things down there. I still need to unpack, obviously. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been down there. It's, it's I, I mean, I, I could go down the list of everything that they, they put in there, hot water heaters, I mean, HVAC system, a hot water heater, everything. Everything was new. So so we had uh, Johnny on the spot out yeah, there doing play. the renovations with our students, yep. teaching our, our, our students alongside with their technicians, doing everything from uh, the mold abatement to the rest of the renovations in the house and getting the fixtures all back in there, especially since they were all missing. <laughs> so, but that was, what was your experience? Did you get to visit the house when the, any of the students were out there? So I did. And, and it's interesting. You said the Johnny on the spot, because that reminded me when I went out there one day, when I went out there, they, they were just about to start painting and somebody was in there teaching these kids. This is why we do it this way. This is, this is where you, you know, this yeah. is why we roll here. We use the brush here. And I stopped and I just listened to him for a little bit. And I like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> these yep. kids are, these kids are hearing it right. You know, cause I'll give my background on myself. My, my dad's a contractor. I did a lot of remodeling, refin- you know, you name it. I did it growing up and I was that same age when he started pulling me into the family right. business, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, this is really good. These, these are all great skills that these kids are going to need to know. So yeah, I was impressed. The kids were all listening. They they were all into it. You know, this is something that they wanted to do. You could tell. So, and, and watching them, saw them hanging some ceiling fans when I went back one time, and they were off and running. I mean, they were great. It, yeah. it was impressive to see the kids, for sure. I mean, we had a really, really good group of kids this summer. I oh mean, all those kids seemed like they really wanted to be there and were in tune with the guys on Johnny on the spot we're teaching, with our teachers that were teaching over the summer we're teaching. So, let's look at it from the drones point of view from – uh, 300 feet above how do you think exp- an experience like that will help these students in the long run you know some of them obviously looking to get a career working with their hands but even the students that may not work with their hands after they leave high school sure well I mean I can speak to that because those kind of skills especially in a home if you're going to live in a home and own a home you need to know how to do this stuff 100% you know what yeah. I mean so I mean that's a very basic level these kids obviously are into learning it for other reasons for themselves and you know these life skills these these job skills that they're picking up that's, that's something that they can take with them. People can't take that away from them. And if they need a job, they can do it. Those kids that were in there painting, you walk around that house right now, I'd hire any of them to paint a house. So, so those kind of, like I said, those, those skills are just irreplaceable. And then you get past that and, and, and real life job skills, not just painting and not just fixing floors or electric, electrical work, whatever. You learn how to actually behave on a job, right? You yeah. have, that's something that is, is overlooked, I think, a lot. From a, from a kid's perspective, I, I don't work with them all the time, but I do know, I've seen them, we have interns coming through here all the time. You can tell the ones that know how to, how to act in an office setting or have had a job before, and you can tell the ones that don't. I mean, yeah, the soft and, skills. Yep. That's what we, call, we, okay. we, we talk about all the time, Rashawn, and about the, the students know, you know what's expected of them before they get out to their their employer's job site so that and, and a lot of the em, employees are they're telling us they yeah. said you know they really appreciate the fact that, that when they come in 
is that it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I expected to have to tell them they are already been told this off their phones, showing up on time, showing up early and things like that. And, and those things are so important for a young person getting into the world of work that they know these things. And that's something that the career and technical education, whether it's ours or anybody else's, they stress very, very strongly. And, and I don't think they get it anywhere else. And I, I didn't want to sound critical as I said that about, about kids. I think that's just a skill they need, right? Absolutely. They need, they need to learn when they come into an office, office setting how to, how to behave and how to act. So they just need to be, be taught. I mean, especially in a situation like this on a job site, working, you get, you're getting the skills, you're getting the basic skills to carry with you. So if you need a job someday, you know you can do it. Uh, if that's a career you want to do, you can you can you're starting. You're building blocks, right? That's that's the beginning. You're learning how to how to work with the team. You're learning how to follow directions from, and you got a deadline. You know, there's there's things that you can't learn just in the classroom, obviously. So we are speaking with Director of Public Relations and Media Services, Mr. Ben Shepard, over here inside of Henrico County, the county that raised me. I like to say that every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Henrico High School, but let's talk a little bit about your background, Ben. So when you were in high school, what did you want to do? I still can't figure that out. <laughs> that's you know? a good. No, actually, I like that because that's what that same thing with me. I'm always looking for the next thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, what did I want to do in high school? That's a good question. I mean, you know, I was really into into sports. I was really into movies. You know, having fun, doing things that kids do. Right. Like I said, my dad pulled me into the family business. You know, I spent every summer working with him. And then when I got out, I went to Virginia Tech. When I got out of college, I spent a couple of years just working with him, just doing that. And so, I mean, that was something that I kind of felt like I could always do. And so I didn't put a lot of thought into it. This is something I can do. I can make money. I'm, I'm good at it. Good enough at it anyway. And, okay. And so I didn't really think long term, here's what I want to do, especially not at that age. So how, how do you think we can get more kids to think long term? That's a hard thing to do, right? To decide your life by it's the tough. same year of high school. But that's yeah, I'm always impressed when kids, especially these guys who, who graduate college two years earlier or whatever, how do you know that's what you want to do? And, and just making that decision at such a young age, I mean, Way better than I could, for sure. So Part of what we try to do is try to stress the importance of career exposure. The more things you can expose kids to. I mean, we're even in the middle school area now, right? Mike, and getting into the elementary school area. You know, because all that exposure is important because they don't know what they don't know. And if they're not getting any of this information or anything about these careers presented to them, they don't know to even consider it. So, And once they get to college, sometimes it's too late. Yep. You know, it's, it's just you got there's things you've got to be planning on before you get there. And we're not going to even talk about the financial burden of switching your career path. Yeah. Oh, sure. When oh, you're yeah. in college, because uh, uh, I had to money, stay. Money, 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 money. I had to stay an extra <laughs> semester because I started marketing. Then I switched to mass com. I don't know why I picked marketing in the first place. Don't ask me. Because like, <laughs> of sports Because you were a kid. You were <laughs> yeah. a kid. You wanted yeah. to try it, right? I tried yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Reginald F. Lewis School of Business there at Virginia State University. First uh, semester, I said, yeah, this is this is not for me. I didn't mind the dressing up part. Mike will tell you that. No. <laughs> I don't mind dressing up. You had to come dressed uh, uh, every day going to that that school okay. of business. But I decided to switch to MassCom. Well, they, really uh, they have a great MassCom yeah. uh, department down there at VSU. Yeah. They do some fantastic work down there. Oh yeah, you. So you you're familiar uh, with MassCom over there? I I know because I've seen I've seen some of the work that comes out of that place. Oh yeah, so they're, they're, I just know they're good. They know what they're doing. So yeah, they do a pretty good amount. I spent a lot of time at the radio station there. Ninety one point three WVST, listening okay. to jazz music. I did not like jazz music before I went in. Now I love jazz music. So <laughs> okay, okay, that's how that works. Let's talk, we're talking colleges. You chose Virginia Tech. Our director Mac Baden chose Virginia Tech, <laughs> as I'm sure he's made you aware. So, what did you major in in Virginia Tech, and how has that helped you uh, in the long run? So, so I started my my first semester out of high school. I went to the University of Georgia, and I was down there for a semester, and I was paying out of state tuition. Yeah, that's, I said, what am I doing down here? 
And yeah. I said, I, all my friends are at Virginia Tech. I went to high school in Fairfax. All my friends are up in Virginia Tech. I said, let me just go ahead and transfer. So when I got into tech, somewhere along the lines, they suggested psychology as a, as a major to, to make sure you get into school. I got in. I, I ended up with a psych minor. It's interesting stuff. I couldn't do that for a living by any stretch. But I ended up in the communications uh, department. I wanted to make movies. I studied film. My, my track in college was film. So the film production classes, the writing, the communication department was, was smaller then. So that was back in... I'll say 96, 97 when I started in there Okay. Uh, in the, in the com- communications department. And it was small. So what we would do in class, I remember very specifically our film production teacher did, did a lot of work in Hollywood. He would teach us all this stuff in theory, but no one had the money to, to actually give us actual film and, and things to shoot on. So we'd end up using the TV cameras to shoot. And so he would say, here's what, here's what we do if, but right now we're going to shoot on this like super VHS to, camera that we have. <laughs> and, and, and then we're learning how to edit tape to tape, you know, back then. Anyway, so. Man, I couldn't imagine doing tape to tape editing, man. I talked to folks about that all the time. I said, thank goodness for Adobe because I don't know how in the world. It's a different world, man. You would make those cuts. <laughs> but how do you even add titles on, on tape to tape stuff? But on, on yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a separate thing. It's the, to, the toaster. You put in the graphics and you lay it on top of it. Anyway, um, <laughs> On topic, though, that's the kind of skill. So I learned how to shoot on a TV camera. I learned how to edit tape to tape. I got an internship at WSLS in Roanoke, Spirit of Virginia, an ABC affiliate out in Roanoke. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, I already knew how to shoot and edit, so that's how I got in there. It, but, I mean, I wanted to still make, make movies, but got away from that because it was TV. I got a job, got right started working on making a tape, and I had fun going out shooting football, basketball, whatever. All that stuff was always fun, so. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's kind of how I got my start in the county as well, is actually shooting sideline sports uh, for HCPS TV over there. John Gillen, the guys, sure, <laughs> gave sure. me a shot, sure. gave me a camera and trusted me. But you started in Henrico County as a media specialist and then rose up to where you are now. So what were some of the most important skills, I guess, that helped you rise through the ranks from a media specialist to where you are right now? Well, I'll tell you one thing. My, my mom always says, you do, you do a lot better when you listen than when you run in your mouth. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> trying so, to learn that one. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, do, I, I do take a lot of pride in trying to pay attention at least to, to what's going on. But the media specialist position, you know, that main responsibility that, of that position was, was the board meeting. So any, more, any meet, planning commission, the board of zoning appeals, any of the meetings that are in the big boardroom, you got to make sure all the computers work. You got to make sure all the AV equipment works. You got to make sure you're there for all the meetings and make sure everything's working right. And that job has changed as everything technology has through the years. And at the same time, I was putting together videos for HCTV, right? So I was doing both. Then branched off and was able just to get right into HCTV and start shooting and editing and being a producer here, you know, working on documentaries back then. So I did that for a while. Ended up fortunate enough to become the station manager here and moved on to be an assistant director. And then when our director... A previous director retired. I was fortunate enough to to step right in because you know I'd spent as an assistant director. I'd spent a lot of time obviously in the TV side. I'd also started branching out to the other side. There's 20 folks in our department counting me, and we have 10 folks in the video. We have nine other folks on the other side: writers, graphic designers, oh nice, um, photographer, you know things like that. Any publication you see come out of here comes through our office too. So not just video, but we ju- we just sent our annual report to the printer today. So we, we aimed to have it ready to go in October. There's a supply chain issue that everyone's talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you might have heard of it, heard of the supply chain issue. We're waiting, we're waiting on. on paper at this point. But yeah, so those kind of things are what we do too. So I'm very fortunate. Skills that I learned in TV, I can't stress the deadline work and working in TV news. Yeah, get it. Working get under done. pressure, working in any environment. 
Um, there's no, there's no, I can't do this. You just have to figure it yeah, out. We're going to make it work. <laughs> Those people think for themselves. Through the years, I've ended up hiring so, several people from the news industry. And it's tough in an interview process. You don't get to know somebody. Yeah. But if you show me on your resume that you've been in the news business for a decade, then I know you know how to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's not going to be a question. I, I mean, I, I know what you've been through. I've been there, so I get it. Observing those kind of things and understanding what it takes uh, to get things done from day one, doing the best I could. If, if I'm talking to kids, I always tell them, you know, no matter what it is, do, do the best you can with it. it. You may not be interested. And I mean, like I said, we have interns come through here, you know, every summer, Christmas break. We have them, and, and I always like to sit down with them and just say, this may not be where you want to end up. I get that. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was their age either. But, you know, you're here. Do the best you can. Let's see what happens. You know, and you'll get something from it. You'll need it someday. Yeah, so. make the most of, of the opportunities that you're given, Mike. And that's exposure, exposure, exposure. And that's the key for us here in career technical education. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, you were you were touching on before about how the exposure you got in college and the hands-on experience you got specifically, you know, how that helped you once you got out and get your job. You're already doing editing. You're already doing the work. But when we, when we talk to students, whether it's the radio communications program or the graphic uh, communications program, any of those programs that are getting students into the media and the world of media, from your experience, um, how important is those hands-on skills they're learning now, even before they may or may not go to college, how important is that to have that right up front versus once you get into the, into the, the world of work? Oh, sorry, I also want to add on to that question, too, because... You know, a lot of kids say they come to us. They're like, "Hey, I want I want to do video. We're not doing video yet." I say, "Yet because we're something we're working on. Right. We're working on getting a, a video program, but and we got graphic communications, which is heavily graphic design, and we have radio broadcasting journalism, which will teach you how to write. As you know, writing is an important part of video work, especially with social media, with releasing press releases. So, now how do we convince some of these students that if, even though you don't have a video class directly, taking radio broadcasting and journalism?" is not a bad route to take if you do want to get into this industry. For sure, for sure. I mean, uh, you pick up stuff every, everywhere. I, you, you mentioned writing. You're right. Writing is a big part, especially when we were doing documentaries here and things like that. I was I was never a writer, but you learn, right? Yeah. And, and those are the kind of – you look back at the skills you learn. When I, when I took writing for broadcast in college, you know, that kind of thing, you, you figure it out because you have that exposure. To answer your question about how important is it, it gives you a leg up, okay? And in, in this world – you need to have a leg up every chance you get. Like I said before, we, we hire folks here. If you have on your resume that you have skills and I'm putting you side by side to somebody else, I don't know either one of you, but, yeah. but I know that I don't have to spend the first month teaching you how to do something, then you're going to come in for an interview. I mean, it's, it's, it gives you a leg up. It's, it's, if, if kids, I mean, even if you're not thinking long-term, I want to do this forever, if you want to get your foot in the door, you know, you need to have the skills before you show up. I mean that's it, it, fair or not. That's just that's life, right? I mean, you if you want to you want to succeed, you got to take advantage of it. Yeah, that's a valid point that he made right there, right, Mike? If you, someone sees a hiring manager, recruiting manager sees that you do have some experience doing something over someone who maybe just well, maybe not really gotten into the field yet, they're well, they're more likely to pick you out because of the hard, hard the actual hands on experience that you have. Well, think of something a little closer to home. You know, most of the students that we're talking about are high school students that we're talking to. Yeah, the people that we're dealing with through the A Center programs, those students, they're many of those are not going straight to work. They may be working on during the summer, but getting exposure to those skills and getting that knowledge, how much can that 
help you in getting into the college of your choice. You know, you can sit there and say, you know, well, all right, for my use an example in my situation, my daughter want to be a vet and she's wanted I mean she's got to go to Virginia Tech well she took the veterinary science program at the A Center based on the conversations I had with uh, people with um, at the different colleges if you can already show that you've done these things you've you've already got training you've already got your certification you've already got some job skills because you got a job out of it and you either worked over the summer or worked after work after school those things can count in your favor absolutely when instead of waiting four years before virginia tech says okay it's your turn to come to school <laughs> you know instead you can get maybe you can bump a couple years off of that waiting time instead of because a lot of students don't realize that that they've got to wait I see what you're saying educationally, but if you talk about it practically as well, I mean, I don't, oh. I don't know when I was in college, the fact that I could work really helped me out. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. you need a job because right, you, you got to pay for going the, to class yeah, 100%, all day. Yeah. You, you got to eat. You got And so, so I ended up when I was at tech, I, I ended up hooking up with a guy who's a real estate agent going around doing punch lists. You know what I mean? Going to mm-hmm. houses, fixing, fixing walls, patching walls, painting, you know, doing those things that, <laughs> that I knew how to do. Cause that's what I did all summer growing up. Yeah. Yep. You know, so <laughs> you do that and that helps supplement the life that you eventually want, which, you know, hopefully your degree or, or that job, whatever you decide to do, you know, you need to get there somehow. So it's a practical is, is, is a big advantage for me too. I mean, I know education CTs, that's what you guys are about and that's fantastic. Absolutely. But, I mean, when you need to work, you need to work. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's something that we very much stress is that, you know, we can get you the, the training that can get you that job to help you pay for school, help you pay for to continue your education. If you're going to go to a specialty, if you're going to go to one of the automotive programs, to become a master technician or to get into the apprenticeship program and these things, all these things require you going to work, you know, to be able to have the money to do these things. And, and in some of the situations, obviously with the apprenticeship programs, those businesses, a lot of times are, they're paying it for yeah, you they or put, they're reimbursing the you after you've completed yeah. it successfully. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we had uh, HVAC technicians on here recently. They were talking about getting a certain amount back based on a grade point average. If you get an A, yep. they're paying for the entire thing. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, they're actually looking for different ways, and that's part of their campaign to try to get more workers recruiting mm-hmm. in into their door because there is a a deficit in a lot of things. Hospitality, talking about skilled workers, uh, just not enough people to fill those positions. There's, oh yeah, the positions are out there, right? But just nobody walking through the door. So that's part of our mission here to try and to help. Those positions are well paid. They you are, know? and it's back to that thing that we've talked about in the past about the the essential workers that we found out that yeah, everything we did was teaching students to become part of that essential worker crowd now, i don't know if you all have discussed the 911 emergency communication officers here but i know that they're that's a good example of, of a, a good good paying job that you can get you know right out of high school yep, uh, yep. and you know jump right in and get right to work i mean th- those are the kind of things that we're talking about. It's, it's tough to recruit it's tough to get people those are those are avenues that we're trying to explore with with community college saying you know can we set up a class to, to bring people through here you know yeah that type so, of thing. So yeah, it's funny that, you said that. We actually had uh, criminal justice students. I want to say last at the end of last school year. Yeah, come out and visit. Uh, yeah, oh, really? Uh, it's not upstairs from it, here, but it's like across the. It's, it's is it upstairs? Yeah, it's like right directly up, up here? Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. the same building. They, they got a chance to hear about a pathway that I never really thought about. As far as you, you're right. They come right out of high school and can get this job it's on my mind because we're, we're we're doing heavy heavy recruiting for them now i mean just just in in my world that's what we do right so the police come to us and say you know we've got a complement of, of 40 positions and we we have several of them open right now you know 
what can we do so we get the word out that's that's kind of how we how we roll is, is there an open house or there's something coming up i thought of something ran across my desk or popped up in my email or, or something about the recruiting for for that for the, program for the, for communications for the, yes for the, absolutely yes. yep there is and I, I don't know the the date right off my uh right off the top of my head but i know i mean because we've been we've been doing digital marketing for them we put a little commercial together for them and they've they've been going around and speaking to people um you know, police does their own recruiting, and, and it's unique. And Henrico, the nine one one communications officer, officers are actually part of the police division. Um, and a lot of in other localities, they're just kind of civilian positions. So it is a little bit different here. And they do a lot of their recruitment out of the police oh. communications office. Right. So like like I said, I don't I don't see all of that stuff, but I know they're constantly recruiting. I know over the last six months to a year, it's been a conversation that, that I've heard, um, you know, in, in the executive meetings, because we're trying to figure out how to get people coming and, and then to stay, because that, that's the thing. It's a challenging position, one. Yeah, right? it is. It's I can't imagine. That's, that I couldn't do it. Position. There's no but, way I could do it. And but, I, if I remember correctly, the benefits are the same as if you were a police officer. Benefits are, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're exactly. through the roof. So so you're you're getting a decent paying job, you know, you good benefits. I think the, the draw for younger folks up there, at least from their perspective, you know, it's it's a schedule. It's tough. You know, you're working overnights, you're working weekends, you're working holidays. That's what you have to do. Yep. You know, if that's what you want to do, yep. there you go. Jump that's in. what you got to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, hey, hey, Ben, if you want to uh, shoot Mike some information over or Yeah, we make sure we include it in the podcast sure. description. Yeah, Thank include you. it in the show notes or even just push it out to our criminal justice teachers, legal system students may be interested in oh, that as well. That would so, be fantastic. Yeah, they might, might be something they can uh, look into as well. So, But I do want to ask you, how do you see the immediate industry evolving i know we talked about it a little bit as far as the digital side of sure. things moving a little bit away from tv tv is not completely obsolete i don't think it'll ever be obsolete i think people say that about radio a lot they're just I consuming think, it differently right i see the <laughs> mediums just transforming so whereas radio typically you turn on your car you turn on the dial there's radio now it's more like plugging the apple car play yeah streaming you're, sure. you're getting it from your app so how do you see media as far as the visual aspect evolving over time sure well i mean you know as a consumer you're just flooded with options at this point right yeah. so the consumer has all the all the all the power if you will you know years ago what when there were three tv stations you watch what was on because that was that was it yep you had three stations you had one show to watch every night at eight o'clock whatever but now people can choose which is fantastic and people can can get into any all these different areas and, and watch on any, all these different platforms so as it's changing, I mean, from the from the production side, the perspective has to change. You're not you're not one way communicating anymore. You know, you need feedback from the viewer to find out if you're doing what they need. From a county customer service, uh, serving the residents perspective, which is where I spend a lot of time. You know, I really want to make sure that we're doing we're getting information out that is helpful to our residents, right? And we need to know where they are, what 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 social media platforms are they looking at? You know, when when there's an emergency. If there's a tornado coming through, how are we going to alert people? You know what I mean? Those are the kind of things. But it's it's now it's back and forth. Like I mentioned that social media. People don't want to just watch TV. They want to watch a video. Then they want to tell all their friends about it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, hey, yo, take the video, or, share it in a group chat, and there it is. Or they want to tell you how, how, how terrible it is, which, which happens or too. Or tell you how terrible it is before they even watch it. <laughs> that happens too. Yeah, that, that, but that's yeah. the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Like just, you're throwing it out there, and you get you get your feedback, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You got to have thick skin. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You yeah, absolutely do. Um, so uh, 
uh, having thick skin, obviously something that you have to have to be in this industry. But what are some of the other things as we close the show that maybe you can impart on the students that are in radio broadcasting and journalism that may be taking graphic communications or just any student in general who may be listening to this, thinking about starting a career in video production, uh, in media, whether that's on the writing side, video side or audio side. I love radio. I love audio stuff. So uh, what is some advice that you can impart on the youth who maybe want to join this industry? So I'll, I'll share a quick story. So when my first internship was with the um, the Roanoke Express hockey team, you know, and, and it was unpaid. My point is simply you need to go get get experience yeah. when and wherever you possibly can. Uh, I like to share this this story. One of the one of the games that I was so I worked with the radio guys, so we so I was able to do call the games if you know as a as a student, right? And interview the players and and all that. And it was a it was a blast. I mean, I didn't pay it a dime, but that experience is what matters, you know. And there was a day that it was a there was a mascot game in between the first and second period, and I walked in the office and they had an Oreo cookie costume for me to wear. They said you're playing in the game tonight. So, so I, I had to wear a big cookie and these big pillow shoes and go out on the ice and get checked and, and pushed all over by the other. I mean, the, the Hokie Bird was there. The, the, the Radford Highlander was there. All, all these other mascots. And, I'm just, and, and then when it's over, you walk up and down the stands and little kids just want to kick you and punch you. you know? <laughs> the, the joys of being the Oreo mascot. But, in situation. You're an intern. You're getting experience. You're understanding the behind the scenes of how this stuff works. What I would tell kids, to get back to your point, I'm sorry. No, you're um, fine. No, I enjoyed that anecdote. Yeah. Right there, <laughs> Immensely. The, uh, sports director in my, in my internship at WSLS, the first thing he said to me was, was don't do this. You don't want to do this. And I thought, what? Well, I'm here, right? I mean, well, of course I want to do this. And he's like, you're never going to make any money. You're going to always be working nights. You're going to always be working weekends. Go find something else to do. And he was, he, that's what he did. That was, his, that was his script for kids to, to put you through. You got to really want to do this, you right? You have to, yeah. You, I mean, because he was, he's right, especially early on. You don't make any money. And you do work every night. And you do work every weekend. And you got to really want to do it. Um, so so that's, the, that's, that's something that I'll, I'll share because in this industry – you got to work. You got to, you got to earn your stripes and you got, I mean, it takes, it takes a while and you got to really want to do it. I would encourage kids to jump in wherever they can and get any kind of experience that they can. I know that kids come here and I'll, I'll let them shadow our guys for a couple of days. You know, if we don't have an open internship, but they want some experience, they want some exposure. There are different programs, different, different ways to get to, you know, radio, TV stations, whatever. They all need help. Yeah. Right be determined to get out there and show that you want to be there. They'll find, they'll find something for you to do. They might not be able to pay you, but you can carry a bag. You can hook up equipment. You know, I, I mean, I think being um, kind of stubborn and persistent, something I've, I've been told that I'm really good at. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good trait to it's, have, man. It, it can be, it, yeah. can, it can be a headache, but well, it can we, also be. Well, <laughs> we, we're, we're hunting for jobs. Absolutely. That's one of those Definitely. things that'll help. Keep showing up. Yeah. Don't take no for an answer. You know, if it's something you want to do or something you want to try, get out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and give it a shot. And uh, Mike, did you want to say something? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a joke I was thinking of. Never mind. Okay. We'll save that for the show after the show. <laughs> we'll show that for the after show. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you so much, uh, Mr. Shepard, for being on here and uh, sharing your advice with the students uh, in radio broadcasting, just students in general. So we just try to share just generally good advice that I think anybody can act upon or benefit from even if they are a little bit older maybe listen to our program because that's typically the audience we do draw yep, in. exactly like, exactly it's like parents and parents and grandparents parents and grandparents 
uh, that do listen to the show. But that, that's it. That's all we have for you guys today. Of course, I got to remind you about social media before we go. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, all at the handle HenricoCTE. HenricoCTE.com. Stay up to date on all the options that we offer your student here inside of Henrico County Radio Broadcasting Journalism. Maybe that's something that you would be interested in. We run a live radio station over there straight out of the A Center at Highland Springs. But go ahead, check out the programs that we offer, HenricoCTE.com again. And also check out the Life Radio Expo October 18th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. 6 to 12th grade students will have an opportunity to come and talk to different professionals and different career pathways inside the Hermitage High School. That's the Life Radio Expo October 18th at 6 p.m. You don't know where Hermitage High School is? Ask Siri. Google it. Um, it's not hard to find. <laughs> go on the website. <laughs> go on the website as well, HenricoCTE.com. Look, there yep, it there is we go. again. So valuable, HenricoCTE.com. Drop the dot com. Drop the dot com. HenricoCTE. <laughs> Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at, at all of your major and most of your minor podcast applications. All right, guys. That's it for us. Uh, for Ben Shepard, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE. Now, until next time, so long, everyone. Thank you.